What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Before we get into the show, fun fact, this podcast was born out of a newsletter that we started way back in 2012. People really seem to like it, and we think you will too. It's a quick hit list of 10 things we've discovered recently that we love. Everything from recipes to beauty products to books to tools to truly anything that excites us. We send it every Monday. We do take some holidays off, and it's free. Sign up at a thing or 2HQ.com. Here's the show. It is the end of the year, and we are taking this opportunity to share some of our greatest hits episode um, from last year, in fact. So this one is a thingies episode featuring the designer Ellen Van Dusen, who we have known and loved since like fully 2010. So contact for newer listeners. Whenever we have a guest on the show, we ask them about their thingies, aka the best in categories, things in their life. It could be a snack, be a shower curtain. It could be tiles in Ellen's case. My gosh. In the time since this episode has come out, New York Mag did an incredible photographic journey through her (laughs) her tiled backyard, which you have to look up. You have to look up. It's by Wendy Goodman and it's the headline is let's tile the yard. I mean, what's not to what's not to love. Clearly you need to get on this fun and submit your own thingies every week with us at a thing or two HQ. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mieser. And I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from and want to support us in general, head to a thing or two hq.com and sign up for Secret Menu, which will get you weekly access to members-only content. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. We have a glorious guest thingies episode ahead of us with Ellen Van Dusen of Dusen mm-hmm. Dusen. You all know who that is, but we will yeah. <laughs> we'll tee it up in a minute. But in the meantime, first we're billing this as like advice from old white men. That yeah. famous old white men. Yeah. yeah. Advice on creativity from famous old white men. Famously creative old white men. Perfect. Perfect. Exactly. Exactly. This is sort of a follow-up to our stroll, don't scroll, organized, Mm. whimsy conversation about just how to make space and room for creativity and create fuel for it and all of those things. Well, and specifically on the topic of like not hemming yourself into one creative pursuit or sort of putting yourself in a box, right? And not, not saying like, I am a 
painter, so I only paint, or I am a dancer, and so I only dance. But being like, a multi hyphenate, mm-hmm. just like being a multi hyphenate, which brings me to something you want to share a multi hyphenate I wasn't aware of. Well, I was trying to think of this when we were recording that episode, and I thought it was like it came to me in the moment, and I couldn't remember who the aging rock star was that did this. But it turns out it's Rod Stewart has for like 23 years worked on uh-huh. an incredibly involved, massive model railway. It came to the public's attention when he was the cover star for Railway Modeler Magazine in 2017. I was wondering what's the term because (laughs) for the multi-hyphenate, I guess it's rocker slash railway modeler. Yeah, slash knight. Yeah. Because he's actually Sir Sir Rod Stewart. (laughs) Slash knight. But that's like has less day-to-day duties, I feel. (laughs) I think you're probably right. I don't know. (laughs) To be honest, I'm just not sure what you're taking on when you accept the role of knight. When you kneel for that, I don't know what you're getting into. Who am I kidding? Neither do I. (laughs) But yeah, so so he's been, it's a a U.S. city. Interesting because he's famously British. But he unveiled it as part of an interview with Railway Modeler magazine. And then I guess this man, Jeremy Vine, who has a BBC Radio 2 show, talked about it and suggested that he had not built it himself. And Rod Stewart called into Jeremy Vine's radio show show to rebuff this and defend himself. And he said, I would say 90% of it, I built it myself. The only thing I wasn't very good at and still am not is the electrical. So I had someone else do that. Which feels to me like a completely separate undertaking. I agree. And I don't think anybody can fault him for that. I love that he did 90% of it himself. By the way, he has released 13 studio albums and been on 19 tours during the time it took him to build the city, which is modeled on both New York and Chicago around 1945. He did it all while on tour. He would travel with it and request an extra room for his construction in his hotels. He said, we would tell them in advance and they were really accommodating, taking out the beds and providing fans to improve air circulation and ventilation. Because you're like gluing shit together in a hotel room. (laughs) But I also just love that that, like rock stars are famously demanding and famously awful towards hotels and like wreck hotel rooms. And Rod Stewart was like, I will need you to dismantle your hotel room for me, but not so that I can party, but so that I can put my model railway station in here. <laughs> it's remarkable. It's I just, absolutely remarkable. He's really committed to it. He says in one of the interviews that he's like prouder to get press for his railway than he is for being a rock star, which I think he can only say because he's accomplished. He's gotten it. all the press. Yeah, being a rock yeah. Star. I think yeah, it was yeah, a little yeah, yeah. unfair of him to make that claim, but I did love that he took it so seriously. That he was like. I mean, I guess he's probably gotten all the press he's gonna that you could get for being a railway modeler too, because he's on the cover <laughs> of the magazine. That's right, huge. I wonder what that looked like for his press team. Was he like? Did he tell them I would like to get some press around this? Could you pitch it out? Did railway modeler approach him? Right, 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 right. Does he have a different <laughs> press team that works on the railway projects? Another great question. I was just very inspired by it. I was like, I love that your creative passion extends in these many directions and that you are so committed to all of them. My tidbit to share Mm -hmm. is from an Austin Butler cover story in GQ. Mm -hmm. Um, And Austin Butler is a star of the the Elvis movie, which I have not seen and like Mm -hmm. don't honestly have that much interest in seeing. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I've just been reading like a 
cover story about any Gen Zer mm-hmm. that comes up because mm-hmm. I'm like, what's your deal? Yes. Like, I feel like I need to understand you and I just don't. Uh-huh. And I was taken with this character, but specifically this little moment, he explained an interaction with Tom Hanks, everyone's like favorite yes. creative elder statesman. And so he basically was like, you know, he's in this big role for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. Austin Butler. And he's like really getting into this character and he's very overwhelmed by it. And it's just like so intense and so hardcore. And like, what do you like? How Like, how do you stay in this? world that is like just so stressful and full of panic as he's playing Elvis Presley. And so he asks Tom Hanks for advice on how he's managed to keep his sanity over the decades. And Tom Hanks tells him, every day I try to read something that has nothing to do with the job I'm doing. Great advice. That's just great advice for all of us. Yes. That's just great advice for all of us. And I yeah. like that that Austin remembered it. It's like, yeah. it's a good piece of advice. It feels very actionable. It 1,000%. Very actionable. I have always been kind of charmed by Austin Butler. I wasn't aware of any of his work until Elvis came out. But in probably like 2015 or something, I was I must have been going to a doctor's appointment or something. I was in a subway station at West 4th in the middle of the day. And it was pretty empty because it was the middle of the day, middle of the weekday. And he and Vanessa Hudgens came like racing into the train station. Like, I think they must have been escaping paparazzi or something. They were so into each other and so in love and cute and flirtatious. And I also like am not a huge fan of Vanessa Hudgens, but I was extremely charmed by their young love. It felt very real when I witnessed it in the subway station. Okay, I buy this. I like this. Yeah. No, I I always wonder if any of these things are real, but that I've always known was a real relationship because they seemed super into each other. I love that this is vetted. Mm -hmm. This is vetted. I mean, you know, it's no longer he's with Kaya Gerber now. Right. Who who gets all the hot dudes. Like Jacob Elordi. I do kind of trust, I do kind of trust Kaya's taste for the most part. She was with Pete Davidson. Okay, no, you're right. Yeah. But I do, I mean, Jacob Elordi, 10 out of 10. This Austin yeah. Butler character, pretty handsome. You know, she's she's doing better now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone makes mistakes. I also think for her, the most part. That's right. I also think her parents seem to like keep keep her under their watchful eye because so, they were upset they're about gra- their grounding forces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they were upset about Pete. So yeah, <laughs> appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. 
Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Thank you so much to Nutrafol for sponsoring today's episode. I feel like we are at this really specific age, Claire, like I'm 40, you're approaching Mm -hmm. where we have friends who are all experiencing hair weirdness, thinning, Mm -hmm. like whatever, for different Mm -hmm. reasons. Like it's like the culmination of like (laughs) people having like postpartum Mm -hmm. and people having perimenopause stuff Mm -hmm. and people just having like stress and like whatever, like, you know, yes. The hormones are in flux for all sorts of reasons. There are like lots of things happening in our bodies. And it's just really nice that there's like sort of like the one answer to all of it to not have to be like, oh, like let's get to the like down to the nitty gritty on this. You know what I mean? I'm starting to feel like I have more friends who take Nutrafol than don't. I think Um, that's it. It's really really something. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. From postpartum to menopause to plant-based lifestyles and no matter your life stage, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women. Each is physician formulated using drug-free science-backed ingredients so you get the most reliable results. Go to Nutrafol.com to take their hair health wellness quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through their whole body health approach. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. Nutrafol is now available in a vegan formula. Their newest supplement is formulated for women ages 18 and up with plant-based lifestyles who are experiencing signs of hair thinning. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. We are among that 86%. I mean, listen, we didn't do that study, but like count us in. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code a thing or two. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code a thing or two. That's Nutrafol.com promo code a thing or two. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly struggling with my mental health and wondering if other people were too. That's why I created RealPod. Hi, I'm Victoria Garrick-Brown and every Wednesday I host the types of conversations that most of us only have in therapy. RealPod brings you the heart-to-heart moments we all need to be having and will leave you feeling comforted no matter where you're at in life. So leave the filters at the door because it's time to get real. Tune into RealPod wherever you get your podcasts. Should we bring Alan on? Oh my gosh, we should. So Ellen Van Dusen, if you do not know her, is one of our very favorite designers. She created the third ever of a kind edition, like in 2010 and many thereafter. She makes so many beautiful home things from towels to bedding to aprons to this kitchen timer that I am obsessed with. You also need to see her home, which oh we'll clearly talk about and link to in the show notes. And she just has delightful and really interesting taste. And we can't wait to hear what she has to say. Hi, Ellen. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my um, gosh. I love being able to see your background and it just feels so extremely you and your <laughs> outfit and like, just just like this picture that we're getting, this little rectangle, it just feels extremely you in a way that I'm just obsessed with right now. 
<laughs> I think also proud to say we've seen so many of your living situations because we remember the first time we ever met you, we came to your apartment in 2010. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I do remember that when I had my like very junky studio in my apartment. Yes. It was can, amazing. Forget. <laughs> I forget. That was like 2010 was all about junky studios and apartments. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And then you made us backpacks for Avakind that lived in Erica's coat closet in Dumbo, right? Isn't that where yeah. we stored them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, That's where so we shipped awesome. them from. Mm-hmm. And Thomas, still, I think I've told you this, but Thomas still carries that backpack to the beach like three times a week. That um, is so flattering. That is so flattering. It shows up at the Rockaways mo- yeah, every week, wow. basically. That's amazing. Yeah. I remember dropping those off. I like hand carried them to your apartment in Dumbo. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I love it. I love this for us. <laughs> what are you working on these days? What's what's the big the big deuce and deuce and rollout that's happening? Oh man. Well, we have some exciting stuff in the pipeline for holiday. Mm. Lots of new robes coming out in the Ooh. next month, which I'm very excited about. I'll tell you, I don't think robes are slowing down anytime soon. They picked yeah, up know, during the pandemic and people yes. just can't get enough. Well, because I think people also like realize the value of a good robe. Yes. Yes. Being comfortable is very important. Uh, one of my number one priorities in this life, being comfortable. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. That's right. No sacrifices. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got some we got some deuce and deuce and robes coming down the pipeline. Also in the pipeline to sort of double down on the comfort aspect of life, which I find so important, is I have a very exciting collaboration of slippers coming out in October. Oh my God. Which I cannot wait for. Wow. I mean, coming to in a thing or two gift guide near you. For yeah. sure. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Well, because yeah, sure. you guys got the top secret sneak preview. <laughs> yeah, you, we did. you know, we, did. You know we already know that. they've already been gift guide vetted. Those slippers. <laughs> yes. In fact, yeah. I tried them on. You uh, did. Oh yeah, God. and I was like, oh, these are this. This is the sort of thing that makes me kind of wish I had a dog to walk. Totally. <laughs> yes, they're perfect. <laughs> a feeling for I rarely have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they're they're super comfortable and cozy. So yeah, can't can't wait for those. Good, good. What else are you excited about besides deuce and deuce and stuff that's coming out? Besides deuce and deuce and stuff? You mean like in my own life? Yeah. Just like personally. <laughs> well, I am renovating a house upstate, which is you like are? taking over a lot of my brain power, which Well, now I'm excited about that too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's <laughs> for really, you. It's really fun. I, I bought the house with my brothers. Okay. Love I this. love this. That's funny. So yeah, the three of us are, yeah, working on this house upstate. It's and and my parents are architects. So like, you know, they're doing all the drawings and stuff. It's it needs like a deep reno. So it's basically like a handmade house made by this artist who lived there. He lived there for like 40 years, kind of building out out on his own, including like, you know, he built the septic tank on his own, et cetera. Wow. So, so, so yeah, it has a lot of quirks and we're continuing to add quirks. So it's going to be really fun when it's, when it's ready. It's been a long process. That it was handmade by an artist makes me think of Where'd You Go, Bernadette. Oh, it's, cool. it, it's really good. There's a movie too, which did not get high praise, but I enjoyed, but I enjoyed the, it too. the main character is She's an artist who hasn't worked in years because of a number of things, but part of that is that she's a mom now. But the thing she was known for at the height of her career was a house that she had built. Right, Erica? Am I remembering yeah. correctly? Yeah. And um, it's like San Francisco area, is that yeah, right? Yeah, it's like Bay the- Area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And there's some, I think, some eco aspects to it, and it's 
it is her sort of, you know, it is her work of art. It mm-hmm. is her life's work. There's another. Wow, that sounds right up my alley. You and should. Kate Blanchett plays her in the oh, movie yeah. and does like oh, a really wow. good job of being like a little bit stony, uh-huh. but like very lovable also. Yeah. Yeah. You should watch it. It's, it's a really good book. Well. I'm going to write like, this down. Your home in Brooklyn is one of my favorite homes, period. Oh, so I'm very excited for this really upstate nice. home. It's so special. Are you done with it? I always felt like you were never going to be done with it. So how could you possibly start another home? But I maybe know that's not the right way to think about it. It's pretty psychotic that I'm like taking on a new project at this scale. <laughs> but, but you're good at but it. But yeah, it's fun. And I you really like think it. it's fun. Yeah. I really think it's fun. I love, you know, making these decisions that are like permanent, that mm-hmm. are great, that are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really do enjoy that aspect of it. So, so yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm definitely not done with my Brooklyn place. Like this will be a forever work in progress. Okay. It really is. It's like your work of art. I love it. It's really fun. And it's like a great opportunity to work with designers that I mm-hmm. love, you know, sort of being like the, the way that I like to work with designers is like, I need a light fixture, like do whatever you want. Love it. It's absolutely fun. love it. Did you bring some thingies for us to share? I sure did. Good. How to begin? Well, we sort of we sort of already touched on one of my thingies, which Please. is which is being comfortable physically. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like like Strong many people. Rack. Yes, like many people during the pandemic, you know, I sort of focused a lot on physical comfort in the home and it's impossible to sort of exit that mentality now that mm. I've experienced this like peak level of comfort. So for me, it was like important for me to create products that could like really be about this like peak comfort experience where you also still looked cool and good mm. and presentable. So that was like that I feel like took up a lot of my brain space during the pandemic. So like I made sweatsuits, I made mm-hmm. robes. Now, like we talked about, I'm, I'm working on those slippers, which I'm excited about, but, but yeah, both, both inside and outside the home, I'm all about being comfortable. What are the things you used to suffer through that you will just no longer suffer through? Well, high-waisted pants. That was the first thing that I thought of too. (laughs) Ellen, I mean, the question was not for me, but I was like, what would my answer be? And I was like, heels. And I was like, no, I'd given those up a while ago. The high-waisted pants. Yes. Like why? Like why be uncomfortable when you sit down? It's like, it's just not worth it. Why torture your crotch in that way? Yes. It's just not good for you. It's not good for you. Like if you spend any time thinking about your physical discomfort, you're like wasting. You're in the wrong place. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You know what? For me, high-waisted pants are just not a – I think for me, like, a low-rise is more uncomfortable. Yes. I and I feel like, like it's like a yeah. body shape thing. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, a waistband should not be something you have to think about on a daily yeah. basis. Exactly. Like, you want to yeah. sit down and not be thinking about, like, how your pants fit or whatever. Uh-huh. You still want to look good. And, yeah, like, yeah. there's – you know, obviously, there's there's ways to do that. But But, yeah. I have some that are okay, 
But what I learned from yeah. a tailor recently is that I have a long torso, which I didn't know, and that that's oh. part of why a lot of them are so uncomfortable on me. Oh, interesting. Because it's just there's a lot of riding up when you sit well, down. Well, I think, yeah, I think we actually learned, Claire, specifically that you have a long, like, belly button to crotch ratio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Just a classically long belly button to crotch. So <laughs> that classic. measurement classic. is long on me, for better or for worse. <laughs> I, I hope it's actually a sign of me being highly evolved from a physical perspective. But I'm with you. I have very little patience for it these days. Yeah. I have a short torso. So mm. I feel like we probably have like weirdly similar issues with probably. The, yeah. Yeah. It not hitting in the right place. Things just yeah, not, exactly. yeah, digging in weirdly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What else? What else? Okay. So another one I have is my favorite Instagram follow, <gasps> which yes. is fave TikToks 420. Have you guys ever? No. Wait, let me look. I feel like I maybe have. It's awesome. It's is, like, it tic- is it all TikToks? It's all TikToks. It's like someone has gone through and selected all the cringiest, like most painful TikToks and put them in this beautiful little package for you to peruse at your leisure without having to search them on your own on TikTok. So are you on TikTok? I, okay. I tried. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. It's like not really natural for me. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. But, but yeah, we're like working on it in the studio, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot yeah. of work and there's a big learning curve. Mm-hmm. Yes, for mm-hmm. sure. But it's becoming like a little easier. I feel like I just have to be like, okay, let go a little bit. Like just <laughs> eat, do embarrassing stuff. It's fine. <laughs> who cares? Yeah. Who cares? who cares? Who cares? Um, I'm not following fave TikToks 420. I'm following a different 420 account of some sort, but fave TikToks 419 and fave TikToks 421 show up, yeah, which same. also just like means same. that clearly Holy there's shit. a market for this. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's amazing. That's well, amazing. It's, it's like when meme accounts first started and there was beige cardigan and brown cardigan. Oh, remember? <laughs> there probably still are both of those. And it was like, I think they both accused the other one of ripping each other off. Oh, that's the whole so thing. funny. Yeah, that's tremendous. So funny. But yeah, fave TikToks. Oh, here's fave TikToks. Okay, actually, okay, so the bio of fave TikToks 419 is just stan account for fave TikToks 420 remakes. Oh, amazing. Oh, okay, so that's, yeah. Oh my God, I should, I should dabble in that. The best unintentional art of this generation. I look at TikTok so you don't have to. That's a quick follow. Okay, I'm in. It's great. It's great. I'm totally in. It's like Gen Z voyeurism, Mm -hmm. but. In mm-hmm. a way where you're like, thank God I'm not part of this. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. I'm so happy I didn't grow up with social media. Damn. It's like, it's like mostly male thirst traps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Such, such a joy. Just, just so, so funny, self-serious. Like it's, it's a delight. It's a delight. The thing that I'm realizing about TikTok, it took me a really long time to get into it. Like I would open it and I would just close it. And I'll ne- I'll probably never produce content for it, but I was surprised that as a consumer, I wasn't into it. And mm-hmm. then eventually I figured out that that's where all the best Harry Styles concert footage is. So now I'm super in because I oh, trained the algorithm awesome. to give me that. But that's it's awesome. the thing that I've realized about it is that on Instagram, I always say like we're all on the same internet because so many people within our demographic like all see the same shit over and over again, right? And it yeah, feels like true, it's just true. this echo chamber. Not mm-hmm. at all the case with TikTok. Like I told a friend of mine that I had gotten super into it. She was like, oh, have you gotten into the hoof cleaning videos? And I was like, excuse? Oh and she was my like, God. hoof cleaning videos? Uh, just videos of people cleaning their horse's hooves. Oh my God. 
How would she think that that's something you would naturally just fall into? I don't know, but she's yeah, no, I know. super it's, it's, into it. And I was like, no, I exclusively watch military homecoming videos and Harry TikTok concert footage. And that is all it sends to me. And I love it. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I get sucked in from time to time. Mm-hmm. What else are you excited about? Okay. Exotic silverware. Ooh. Okay. I tell have, us more. Okay. I have been in this silverware moment for years now. I have where I am just desperate to find interesting silverware, which unfortunately is very hard to find. I feel like it's a corner of the design world that like hasn't been explored by our generation of designers, Mm. which is very sad. But part of it is that like making silverware, you have to like really commit. You have to make a lot of silverware Mm -hmm. in order to, Mm -hmm. in order Mm -hmm. to move forward with it. But I have all these like saved eBay searches for certain designers, like from the eighties. And as a result, none of my silverware matches each other, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but that's fine. But that's fine. But my all-time favorite is this David Tisdale set. It's called his Picnic Flatware. David Tisdale Picnic. Yes, this is. It's from the eighties. It's just so. so oh wow! This fun. is so up your alley, Ellen. I know. I know. I'm like I couldn't have created something better in my mind. But I think. Holy I like cow! Yeah. So do you like own metallic this? Like eighties colors with like you know a green handle and up of a knife and like a purple blade. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, it's so rare to find color in flatware at all. So this is really good. I do have a set. I have a set, a blue set. So it's, it's all blue with like silver, you know, the fork spoon knife part is all silverware. Erica, silver. Erica, what's that line of baby dishes that is like, oh, feels loosely yeah. inspired by this? Ahimsa. Ahimsa. Uh-huh. Okay. Great. Cool. Ahimsa. I'm going to um, write that down. It's like, it's, it, it feels, yeah, <laughs> you will be into it, Ellen. It's, it's, it's like oil spill metallic colors Oh, so is what fun. it is. It's really fun. Baby dishes. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. So fun. Yeah. Like why, why? You could be using this little cup as like a little cocktail glass or something. There's oh no God, reason why yeah, that couldn't so be. Cute. It's very much a tumbler. It really yeah. is. I a love snack that. bowl. Like, yeah, there's also iridescent blue. Oh, the blue is pretty good. Wow. It has this like nostalgic vibe too from yes, like kind of yeah, space well, age. And like oily stickers. Did you guys have stickers? Of course we had oily yeah. stickers. Yes. Yeah, those are the most valuable yeah. stickers you can get. Yeah. It totally. <laughs> to- it has oily sticker vibes. I the other thing I thought you were gonna say were those t-shirts that when you put your hand on them, they change color. Like th- they change color uh-huh. with heat. I do love that stuff. I yeah, do love that stuff. Those were great. And- Actually, a friend of mine made a clothing line recently where she like somehow found that fabric and like made a bunch of like dresses and tops using it. Incredible. It was only a matter of time. I know it's called like color, hypercolor. 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 Hyper-color. That, that was color. it. Yes. 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 That was so good. Hypercolor. Oh my so God. Cute. <laughs> but like sort of a, I, I love the concept, but like do you want to draw attention to your like warm areas? This is absolutely why <laughs> this is why for, children. for children. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they don't really sweat yet. They like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. It's for prepubescent yeah. people for sure. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> would you ever design silverware? Yes, I would. I have like, I actually have a design ready to go. I'm just like, 
trying to figure out how to make it happen. Okay. Is, how, what's the ergonomic design process like for silverware? Okay. That's a really good question because I don't really know, which is why <laughs> I must partner with someone that knows how to work with metal and like three-dimensional objects. Like yeah. all my stuff is flat. So, so the second right. you enter the third dimension, I'm like, I don't understand what's going on anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope when you launch it, it's the like email something about you entering the third dimension. Oh my God. That's such a good idea. Such a good idea. Do you, how concerned are you with how satisfying it is to use? Very. Oh, because, okay. Because actually that David Tisdale, a silverware that I have, like really doesn't feel good mm-hmm. in your hand or mm-hmm. in your mouth. Like it's, it's so like perfectly geometric, but, mm-hmm. but that doesn't exactly like jibe with the way your mouth is shaped or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, you want something that's satisfying to hold, that's satisfying in your mouth, and also that is effective at scooping up stabbing food. food. Yes, scooping, stabbing, all of that. Yeah. Some some things just aren't. Yeah. Well, I look forward to you finding someone who will produce this for you in tons of units. Because that was we had this issue. We always wanted to sell dishware of a kind. And it's kind of the same issue where you have to stock so much of it because people want sets of dishes and then they want to replenish it when one breaks. And it's like, it's a commitment to do anything in that, in the dining space. Yeah, totally. Totally. What else? What else you got for us? Tile. Mm. Talk to us about tile. tile. I'm obsessed with tile. I'm in a deep tile moment in my life, partially because I'm renovating this place upstate, but also partially because I recently tiled my whole backyard and it looks. Oh my God. I want you to drag the computer out there right now and show us. I think we talked about this a long time ago and you told us you were going to do it. Yes. Yeah. It's really fun. I I hired a, a friend of mine who's an artist, this guy, Matt Chambers, to to do the whole thing. He has mosaiced his entire house. Like Whoa. he lives in Montana. And yeah, he, he has this house where literally every every floor in the whole house has this like crazy mosaic tile. So I had him come out here and do my backyard. And it's this like very psychedelic, like crazy like mishmash hodgepodge of ideas he had like eight I feel like he had probably eight people come out and they would all kind of like work on their little area and then in the end they kind of like wove it all together really in a really fun way and did he make all the tiles so the tiles were so when you buy broken tile for Mm. mosaics it's like you know much much cheaper than than buying unbroken tile, mm-hmm. believe it or not. If you can fathom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blanking on the name of, of where we got the majority of the tile, but it was like a, a Mexican manufacturer. It's like kind of t- terracotta tiles and really bright colors. And then he also got some from Heath. Mm. So Heath has this program where you can buy a box of like random broken tiles for $15, which what? is amazing because usually their tile is so expensive. So he got yeah. like got a bunch of boxes from Heath and then, yeah, just like went to town sort of like without a plan, which was cool. That's <laughs> amazing. 
<laughs> I want people to mosaic their floors with Heath or some these Heath tiles, like their bathroom or something. Yeah. Such a good idea. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. There's like, I mean, I, I did some little areas too, but I feel like my areas, when I look out there, I'm like, God, why'd I do that? And, then, and everything <laughs> else, I'm like, oh, it's incredible. But yeah, there's like a slice of pizza out there. No there's, way. My dog is in there. Snips. Uh, Yes, Snips is in there. What else? There's a tulip. There's like a sunflower. There's cool. All kinds of crazy fun stuff. So, and what color is the it, the grout? The grout is like black. So okay. He, oh, I like it. He, yeah. He got a dark grout, but then also mixed in black dye. Okay. So we don't um, worry about the dirt, obviously. No, we don't okay. worry about the dirt. And and yeah, the, the color... The, the black makes all the colors really pop too. You also designed but some tiles. I did. I did. Um, and they were in somebody else's backyard. I can't remember whose, but they were, that was an amazing vibe too. Oh yeah. That was really fun. That was my friend, Molly Bernard. She, yeah, she tiled, she, she used to live in an apartment in like Prospect Heights and she tiled her kitchen using those tiles, mm. which looked awesome. And then yes. she moved to a new place and was like, I got it take the tile vibe with me. So then she, she tiled her yard. It looks awesome. And you did tiles with concrete collaborative. Are those the yes. tiles that she used? Yes. Okay. Yes. Those were amazing. Yeah. Love those. Those were really fun. Those were Love really fun. Those. Is there any place else you're looking for at, for tiles these days that you're excited about? Yes, absolutely. Cause because I'm doing this house right now, I'm like so deep in all this sourcing stuff, uh-huh, you know? uh-huh, uh-huh. but I'm really excited about these tiles from fire clay where, so for one of the bathrooms in the house, we're doing like a crazy mosaic layout, not with, with full tiles, not broken tiles, mm-hmm. but my brother, Henry, who I'm like working on the house with is a coder. And so he coded a program to like create randomized patterns for each of the walls. So like for each of the shapes of the walls, he has like a separate like, stop, you know, situation. And so every time you refresh the page, it gives you a new pattern. So we chose different patterns from his program and then like basically sent it to fire clay. And then they made a mosaic version. They like matted the whole thing and made a, made a mosaic version of the, of the patterns. It's yeah, sounding it's, more and more like, where'd you go, Bernadette? You're definitely going to need to read it. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. But I also got some glass tile, which I'm really mm. into. It's so like fresh looking. I got it from this place called Oasis Tile that I found on the internet. What color? I got like a, a sea green mm. and, and a blue. Nice. How are you using that? So that's going to be in another bathroom. So everywhere in the bathroom is going to be that sea green color, except the shower, which like floor, walls, et cetera, will be the blue. Love this color blocking that Mm -hmm. we're getting. It's very fun. It's very fun. What are your favorite colors these days? Oh, that's such a, that's such a hard question. Yeah, I understand. I think I'm in a green moment. Like I was in a yellow moment for a really long time, mm-hmm. specifically like when I was designing this house. So mm-hmm. like there's so much yellow in the house. <laughs> I still love it. Still mm-hmm. still a big yellow fan, but but yeah, now now I've noticed I'm gravitating way more towards green. You're yeah. wearing green, for example. I wearing am a lovely green. grass green. Yeah. I am wearing yeah. green. And then yeah, you'll see like I was going through the I've been like, you know, almost on green for a while. 
but you can see like over here I have my mm -hmm. my yellow and green chairs and then mm -hmm. like that that shelf is like yes. the same same green so good do you have one last thingy for us I'm really into birds right mm -hmm. now which is like my I, I come from a family of birders and I was always like this is so boring like we would go on trips and to go see birds. They'd be like, oh, there's an owl in this town. Like, let's drive to the town. Let's drive three hours, look at the owl, and then turn around. And I'd be like, this is, this is my absolute hell. Yeah. So weird that a child wouldn't be into that. <laughs> right? But but yeah, I feel like I've gotten into birds like through a weird route. Like one of my favorite painters is Anne Craven. I don't know if you guys are familiar with no. her work, but I just like, she paints these birds like at a huge scale and they're so beautiful. And oh, wow. I've been just like obsessed with the idea of like living with one of those paintings for a long time. So I feel like that was sort of like my first sort of foray into, into being interested in birds. And then my dad got me a bird feeder during the pandemic. So like, you know, I was sitting in my kitchen, just like looking out and seeing all these birds come and snack, you know. New York City wildlife at its finest. How do you um, make sure that, that that your bird feeder doesn't contribute to a rat problem? That's such a good question. In my backyard, we have feral cats. Mm -hmm. So we have so they, they're fighting rat the rat issue. problem. Yeah. They're yeah. they're doing the work. They're okay. doing the work. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> you have employees. You don't need to worry about it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But but that is that is a good question. I know that like one of my neighbors across the street has a problem with that. Yeah, because it does mm. sound so nice. And then I just think about all the rats it would attract when the birds I really want a hopping bird yeah. feeder. That's mm. my, mm -hmm. that's, yeah, that's the thing I want. That would be awesome. Bird feeders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Invite those birds over, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. What kind of birds are you getting in your backyard? So we get a lot of sparrows. Mm -hmm. Not a big sparrow fan. We get some cardinals, which are mm. really fun. Cardinals and blue jays, those are my you know, it's always exciting to see those. Love the colors. I agree. Obviously, occasionally we get some woodpeckers, mm. which is very fun. Sometimes we get a red wing blackbird, which are really cool. Mm. They're like mostly black, but then on their wings, like here, they have like a little spot of red and yellow. Mm -hmm. Those are awesome. And then I, so I was like getting into birds, getting into birds. And then I was asked to be part of the show at the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens of artist made birdhouses, which was really exciting because I was like, oh, all, all points lead to here. Like, <laughs> I've been thinking about birds so much and now I get to make a little house for a bird. Yes. So through that, I ended up doing like a lot of research on birds too. Cause I was like, oh, how does a bird like to live? Mm -hmm. Like what about What are they a looking for in a house? house? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cause like, if I'm going to make a birdhouse, I obviously want a bird to live in it. You know, yes. that's like my, <laughs> my most important qualifier for the design is like, make sure the bird is comfortable. Right. Yeah. Like hospitable. It's like yeah. us. You yeah. gotta be comfortable. But yeah, learned a bunch of cool, like weird facts about birds throughout the process. Like different, different kinds of birds will only enter a birdhouse if the hole is the right size and shape. Wow. So like a duck will only go into an oval shaped hole. Hmm. Whoa. And like, isn't that weird? Yeah. yeah. It's so weird. I don't know why, but I just know that little Snapple Did fact. It. Have you completed your project yet? Your birdhouse project? Yeah. 
And what type of a bird did you have in mind for this birdhouse? So I was thinking I wanted a downy woodpecker to (sighs) to nest in my birdhouse. And they're, they're like these little tiny woodpeckers. They're like this big. And so they're really specific about what they want to nest in. So like the, the hole to get into the house was like an inch and a quarter or something like Mm. that, which Mm. is tiny. It's so So tiny. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're really specific about the size of the space that they'll nest in. So it had to be like nine inches tall by four inches deep or whatever. So do you think you'd ever produce this birdhouse? I am very tempted. Like I'm pretty happy with the way it came out and it's been like, it's been so fun. I did it in the shape of a bird. So it looks like a downy woodpecker. Wow. I think you should. I think people would buy it. It's I think people want this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's only, yeah. we did, we did a roundup of birdhouses at one point. And the one like really strong one was this one that MoMA Design Store sells. That's like a Mondrian inspired birdhouse. Oh, that's really I good. Love that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that there was like a glut of really cool birdhouses on the market. I think there's room mm-hmm. for a deuce and deuce and birdhouse for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to do it. I want to yeah. do it. <laughs> I mean, holiday 23, you know, yeah. deuce and deuce exactly. and birdhouses. Yeah. So true. So true. Could be. Really cute. Ellen, this was delightful. Thank you so much for coming on and for talking to us this and for really just fun. having such good taste and being interested in so many things. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much. I love talking about stuff. So this is like my my favorite kind of conversation. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> That's the show. Hi, Clarica. Okay. So I'm very back. I'm backtracking. I'm listening to the old episode about making small talk. And Claire, you're saying you don't know what to talk to other parents about. And I sympathize as another parent. Really tough. But I have found that almost a surefire way to get other parents talking is to discuss what an asshole your child is. Because no matter what age your child is or how much you love your child, your child is still an asshole. And I find that I find my other parenting friends when I say something along the lines of, oh my God, my kid is such an asshole. They just did X, Y, Z. And my people are the ones who respond with, no, let me tell you what my kid did. They're also an asshole. And then the people who aren't my people, they look aghast. They can't believe it. And that's fine because I just sort of think like mental note, moving on, won't find you at the next event. So best of luck. I'm sure Cam is only sometimes an asshole. And also, I'm sure that Cam is sometimes a really big asshole. So anyway, that's my advice. This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Ali Slice. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com too. If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu also at a thing or two HQ.com. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services.